Hello, you are listening to Something to Hold On To, episode number 14. I am Carrie Pike, creator of Carrie Bears, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about today, about losing our furry friends. I just did a bear this week for my cute daughter-in-law's family. They just lost their sweet dog, Buddy. And I just have been feeling so much about, I guess, just the family members that are close to us that are our little pets. And, okay, let me start again a little bit about pets because I didn't grow up with pets, really. I mean, I had a goldfish or several because they kept dying, of course, you know, and I didn't, I was really afraid of dogs. Actually, I still am a little bit, I have to tell you. And people who walk with me or hike with me or know me really well know that I am a little nervous. Okay, a lot nervous around dogs. And I never really thought I'd have a dog, but my husband growing up always had a dog. In fact, they always had little miniature schnauzers. And I knew my husband when we were young. And I even, he would tease me. I would go to his home and he he would call his dog out on me. And I would jump up onto the counter. And maybe that's why. No, I'm just kidding. I've always been a little nervous and afraid of dogs. Anyway... So it's quite interesting that we have a dog now and that we had a dog um, that we we got years ago that we, we lost, we sadly lost. And I would like to talk a little bit about that today. But first, I want to talk about Buddy. I was talking to my daughter-in-law, as I mentioned, and this was a really, really hard thing for their family. And I'm going to talk about how hard it was for our family also when we lost our derby. But... Buddy was the best dog, she said. He trained easily. He just was a good dog. He never was a problem. He he was good with people and and just with their family. He just snuggled. He was obedient. They got him for Christmas one year. They are their their parents, um, who we just considered absolutely wonderful family to us. They felt like their girls were ready to handle a dog. And so they they found a breeder in Colorado, in a small town in Colorado, and and found this full chocolate little miniature schnauzer. And they were trying to decide, because he was a chocolate schnauzer, if they should call him Charlie, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, or if um, they, because it's Christmas time, they decided to go with Buddy. Buddy the Elf, you know, from Elf the movie. Anyway, I met this dog and I thought he was great. He he loved all their family and he loved anyone really who came in. He really loved guys and he would snuggle up to my son and my husband when we went to visit and I just, just this sweet, sweet part of their family and such an emotional support for them he really connected this little buddy dog connected with one of their daughters and would climb up and just lay um and wait for her to come home from school and you know dogs really just 
are man's best friend. They they love us no matter what. Anyway, he got sick a month or two ago and was throwing up and and just they found out he had cancer and the quality of life that he would have would just not be what he would have wanted or what the family wanted and they had to let him go and one of the things that mom always said was buddy you're going to be in heaven with us and I have no doubt that our pets will be in heaven with us too I want to um I, I made a little bear a little carry bear out of buddy's blanket and I'm going to post that and show you but it was so sweet to work with this and I, I was able to go to their home a month or so ago a few weeks actually ago and they shared that blanket with me and it's it's a little Afghan blanket and I wasn't quite sure how he's going to make it work but we lined it with another similar fabric and I think it turned out good and, and they should actually be receiving it today and I can't wait for them to hold a little bit of buddy again sorry as I get a little emotional anyway I want to tell you about Derby our dog <laughs> which is also a miniature schnauzer as I mentioned my husband's family grew up with schnauzers and they just had that's just what the breed of dog that they had and so that's what we we got in fact I'm going to tell you a little bit, maybe too much, but I didn't really want a dog. I had three kids and that was, my plate was full with that. And of course the little bit of me that's nervous about having a dog or being around dogs. I know that sounds silly for those of you who just love dogs and I do. I love dogs more now. <laughs> so I'm grateful that I've had more experience, more I guess better experiences with dogs but my husband and I made a deal that if he got a little baby grand piano and we made the expense for that that we would not get a dog well guess what we have a piano and a dog <laughs> and when we got this little miniature schnauzer so much fun it was so so cute and little and sweet and yappy and a lot of work but we grew to just love him love him we named him Derby because that's uh, well my husband lived in South Africa in a place called Durban for a while and so we just named him Derby after that place I guess and I he would he would follow me around and he was a good dog he was a really good dog and we moved once with him, you know, into a new home and had a, had a, um, chance to, you know, build a fence and put gates into our new, our new place. And there was a time where we would always just have to watch him because we didn't have a gate up. And this was long before he passed away or anything. But I remember my little two-year-old, you know, we would let derby out in the back to go to the bathroom and um and then go get him make sure he didn't run away because it was a new place well I was down doing laundry and I guess my little two-year-old had let him out and then proceeded to follow him because of course no one was watching and so derby ran away 
And I was downstairs putting a load of laundry in and I remember thinking and feeling like I really needed to go outside and I kind of pushed that feeling away for a minute and then, and then really felt strongly, you know, to stop doing laundry and to get outside. And I went outside and Derby and my son were not out there. And I panicked because we live in a circle, which is great, but there's a kind of a busier street that they could cross and have potential problems, especially at a certain time of day when the high school lets out for lunch and the kids are running over to get food, you know, fast food. Anyway, it was that time of day and I panicked and I ran outside and realized that I was being, you know, having an impression to go find them. And luckily they, they were safe. They had crossed this busier street and a lady had seen them and stopped her car and, and, were watching over them until I got there. So I was so grateful. But I tell you that because my cute son, who was just two, maybe a little over two, was feeling so responsible for this dog that we loved and wanted to make sure that our dog was safe. And I think we all felt that way and feel that way now with our pets. Um, I wrote a little note to our family when our dog Derby died 10 years ago. And I'm going to share a little bit of that with you. If I can get through it, I didn't realize I was so emotional about this cute experience, this sweet, sad experience. But I talked about how um, just sharing with our family what had happened. And it was February and the weather was a little drizzly and snowy and rainy and we had let Derby out in the backyard just to go to the bathroom and it was early and so it's still dark and then I ran the kids to school and I got back and as I put Derby back in his little bathroom I realized that he was wet and I thought oh he must have rolled in the snow or got in the water a little bit or Maybe he went under the downspout of the of the drain outside. And anyway, I didn't think much about it. And, and, and then I kind of looked at it a little bit more and I noticed that he had a few wounds around his neck. And I, I thought back to the week prior where he, we have, we have a couple of our uh, pieces of our property that have a double fence and one is a chain link fence that goes to another like wood fence. And I thought, I had seen Derby try to get a bird that was stuck in between last the week before, and I thought, oh, he has done that again. And so I thought, oh, it must have been the chain link fence that had hurt his neck. Anyway, I checked it out and felt like it was okay, and I had another friend check it out, and it looked all right, and I put a little Neosporin on it and then didn't really think much about it. And then, you know, my day got busy and noticed he was okay, and then by the end of the day... I um noticed that he just wasn't quite right and he couldn't really stand very well and he was kind of drooling. Anyway, I panicked and my older one of my older sons grabbed him and wrapped him up in a in a blanket like a baby and we rushed to the emergency center as I am now. Sorry. I am um, cried the whole way. 
to the animal hospital and they took him in and looked at him and and they said we think something has gotten to his neck you know and uh I didn't I couldn't think about it well I had the kids the other kids that were at home check all around the backyard and it turns out that back behind our back pine tree Derby had dug a little hole underneath the fence and had gotten into the fence, you know, the yard in the back of another dog. It was a big German Shepherd. And apparently as he, as our Derby had reached his little neck underneath that fence, that back fence, that that dog had kind of attacked our, our, our dog and had punctured him through his neck and... We were so sad, and the the hospital said, "You know, your dog's in deep shock, and it 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 looks like the esophagus is probably punctured, and it it just may not, you know." Anyway, my cute husband and my other sons came down, and we were just trying to figure out what to do, and. Derby, they had shaved Derby's neck and we could really see the wounds were so extensive and gaping and this poor little thing. We just all sat around holding him and crying and his breathing just kept getting more labored and we decided that we better let him go. Anyway, my husband was with him when he died and he came out crying (laughs) and then we all were crying and he said that the doctor that had injected our cute dog was crying also and so we were all crying but Steve said he had reached down and kissed kissed our dog on the forehead and and let him go we um (laughs) it was so emotional and obviously I'm still (laughs) taken back and emotional about it you know, I'm not an animal person, I guess you'd say, but I loved him. I loved this little dog. I tucked my son into bed that night. He was 10 years old at the time and he couldn't stop crying. I held him and I just said, you know, maybe sometime we can get another dog. And he said, I don't want another dog. I want Derby. So I told him that that we had talked about how maybe Derby now is running around without any fences or gates and that he was with our grandma and that we were sure that she was taking good care of him. Anyway, we we just were so so sad. The next day was a definite no makeup day for me. I think I cried most of the day telling everyone about our sad situation. And after school, my 10 year old got home and said, mom, we need Derby back. And I told him, I said, honey, we're not, we're not getting Derby back. You know, he's gone to heaven now. And he kept telling me, we just need to hold him one more time. And I said, I don't know where he's at by now, honey. And he just kept insisting. And so I I frantically called the animal hospital and asked, you know, where our dog would be. And they said, oh, he's been taken to Family Animal Services. 
but you can call and see, you know, if you can see him one more time or something. So I called and it was late in the day on a Friday with Friday traffic, but I ran out to get our dog. We just felt like we needed to bury him with us in our yard. And I, I, I don't know if that's really what you're supposed to do. I don't think you're supposed to, but we had to. And I ran out there and they said, you know, it's not a pretty sight. I don't think you should let your kids see this, you know, your dog at this point, just to have him remember him what he was like. But I said, well, can we take him please? And they put him in a box and taped it up. And I took our little derby home. And we had a little funeral for our little friend. Oh my goodness, I didn't realize I was so emotional about this. Excuse me. But anyway, we sat around and colored on his little funeral box and wrote messages to our little derby and in fact two funny things that my husband wrote on it was you're the best damn dog ever (laughs) and also I hope there's a carpet you can pee on in heaven we all just laughed about it my two older sons dug a four foot deep hole in the backyard by our pine tree And my husband gently laid our little dog to rest. My 10-year-old shoveled the first little bit of dirt into the grave. And I think it's the best thing we could have ever done. I'm grateful that we, well, that my my 10-year-old was insisting that we have our dog back to just give him one more last goodbye and keep him with us out in in our yard, in our backyard. I think, I know that things like this help us to become stronger. I I love Derby. One of the sweetest things that that I remember Derby being around for is that when I had a miscarriage, I had to lay on the couch when I, you know, I was trying to keep the baby and I had to lay on the couch for days with the exception of just going to the bathroom. I lay curled up and in my Derby lay curled up in the curve of my legs just as a comfort I wrote in this little journal entry that it's quiet now no more knocks on the door provoke that yapping bark and the gate doesn't have to be closed all the way there's no scratching at the back door and no love from our little furry friend who loved us no matter what but we remember we remember the sweet times and the and the comfort that our dog brought to us and we are grateful. And not too long after that, we decided to get another little member of our family, a girl this time because we had no girls. We have five boys in our family and no girls. And so we got a little miniature schnauzer and we named her Bella. And Bella is our our sweet little furry friend and family member now and we do love her but we remember Derby and we think about him and we know that so many of you have loved and lost little pets and I just want to I guess do this episode to have you remember them and to love them and to enjoy the time 
that they unconditionally love us because it is treasured and they are memories that we don't forget and that we hold on to. And hopefully, if you have a pet blanket or a a little dog sweater or something that you want to create into something that you can hold, we're here for you to do that. Um, it's been a sweet journey with our pets and and I want to just send out some comfort to you for those of you who have lost your little your little friends. Thank you for listening today and thank you for letting me share a little bit about our derby. If you or someone you know is grieving and would find something of comfort in having something to hold on to that's tangible and part of their loved one's journey, please visit our website, carriebears.com. My book, Something to Hold On To, is available also on my website. These stories of different people in their grief have helped so many find hope. The book also includes a chapter on the making and delivering of the 9-11 carry bears to the FDNY, NYPD, and the Port Authority families in New York City. This is Carrie Pike, creator of Carrie Bears, wishing you love and laughter, hope and healing. <laughs>